0: Google is facing competition cases in several jurisdictions including India and the EU. Indian startups have expressed their concerns about Google's user choice billing system and the Alliance of Digital India Foundation or ADIF has also filed a plea against it in the Delhi High Court. The court has asked the CCI to investigate the complaint by April 26 which is the same day when the user-choice billing system comes into effect. Hi, and welcome to the BL Podcast. This is Nabodita Ganguli. I'm joined by Rahul Singh, associate professor at the National Law School of India University, Bangalore. He helps, He talks about the relationship between startups and Google and the possibilities for monitoring tech giants like Google. Hi, Rahul. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Hi, Navodita. Thank you very much for having me here.
0: My first question to you is what exactly is Google's in-house billing system and why are startups companies for that matter against it?
1: Okay. So, I mean, so there are two different competition commission cases related to the billing system. And it's useful for us to understand that the two cases deal with some different aspects, and there are aspects which are common. The common aspect, I suppose, is that both the Google orders at the Competition Commission deals with, at least partly, the developers of what we understand as applications. Just to put that in context, it would mean something like when you use your phone to order food, so the developer, the the person, the tech person who has, let's say, created Swiggy app or Zomato app, right? So some parts of the order are related to these kind of application developers. Now, when it comes to billing system, there are some differences in the sense that one order does not deal with the billing, the other one does deal with the billing system. Now, what is this so called billing system? Well, I mean, Google had, had its own proprietary billing system, whereby they would charge A certain percentage of the revenue that an app develops or app developer charges to its customers. So, again, to put that in context, think about a video game app developer like Epic Games, right? So, they are an application developer based on the number of users who are downloading Epic Games on the phone. The Google billing system would charge them based on the revenue that. Uh, Epic Games generates from its users. Now, that is what was in question in the Google case at the Competition Commission. Now, this has changed a bit. And therefore, uh, it requires the longest explanation. As we know, uh, one of these parties at the two Google orders, this is the ADIF, Mm. they have challenged now the new billing policy, which has shifted away from the old billing policy which was at challenge at the competition commission. Now, one should understand one more practical reality, which is because the competition commission right now does not have any uh, full-time chairperson and because it does not have uh, what is legally called a quorum to hear cases, the quorum is three, they have merely two members. Therefore, ADIF has also simultaneously moved to the Delhi High Court challenging the new billing policy. From public domain, what I understand, the claim of ADIF is that the new policy is old wine in the new bottle. That's what they are trying to suggest. Now, when I mean, one can have a view about it, and it's also very obvious why ADIF may not like the billing policy. But this is the background context of what is it uh, that is in issue in the two Google cases when we think about billing policy.
0: Can you explain a bit about the new billing policy? Like, as you mentioned that startups had a problem with the old billing policy, and then Google incorporated some changes.
1: What exactly are they? So the new billing policy characterizes the fee as a service fee. What does that mean? So Google is suggesting that, look, the moment they develop Android as the mobile operating system, most mobiles run on the Android operating system, unless you use Apple phone, in which case they, have, uh, they use iOS. The third one, which is there, but not there, and it's an interesting question, so-called Bharat OS. It's supposed to be Open OS. And uh, Bharat OS is still in the stage of making promises. So practically speaking, we have just two options. right? So in the older system, uh, Google used to just call it uh, Google bill pay system. Right? Now, in the new system, they are making it clear that it's a service charge, which is being levied against the app developers. What does that mean? When Google develops, let's say, Android uh, operating system for a mobile phone, they also guarantee security features, right? Like, for instance, on your phone, if you download, instead of Epic Games, let's say your bank app, right? You know, let's just pick any bank. It doesn't matter. ICICI Bank has an app. Now imagine if somebody is downloading ICICI Bank app and, and it's not safe because it's a fake app, which just looks like ICICI Bank's app. So in other words, what Google is suggesting is that, look, in return for that guaranteeing you a kind of a security, a trust, that the app that you have downloaded is in fact ICICI Bank app, not some you know spoof fake app, we are going to charge uh, each of these app developers a service fee, and the service fee would presumably incorporate the the kind of investment that Google makes for the purposes of, let's say, ensuring security of that, Uh, maybe uh, yearly updates of that, maybe, let's say, in the future, if they want to enhance the the aspects of Android phone, then possibly all of that is included. But the point is that it's a service fee, meaning that in return, Google is promising certain uh, kind of services, so it's not necessarily just uh, based upon the number of uh, users for Epic Games, but it's also based on the promise that in return for the revenue that Google charges these app developers, they will offer some services.
0: So, what has been the view of Google about this ongoing situation? Did they comment, or did they come up with any viewpoint?
1: There's nothing in the public domain that I have come across. I mean, my understanding is that because there is a legal case at Delhi High Court, uh, then they will mount a legal challenge to it. I mean, as I'm sure you appreciate that, you know, sometimes when you say things legally in front of the court, it's not necessarily a good idea to say the same things in public. And therefore, uh, it might be just a a question of strategy that we want to respond to the court and might not want to say anything in public domain. I mean, at least I have not seen anything in public domain until now.
0: So, But this is not the first time that someone is challenging Google. This has been happening since a while, be it India or any other country. Lots of times the fact that Google is having, I quote, anti-competitive behavior, unquote, is coming up in the public. So do we expect the Indian government, the CCI for that matter, to take severe actions or maybe monitor Google more?
1: Well, I mean, you're right. Google has pending competition cases, not just in India, in other jurisdictions as well, like the EU. right? I think when we suggest that you the know, government of India or any particular agency ought to take action against a particular company, what we should bear in mind is that the action can be taken only as per law. right? And that's something which the idea of rule of law promises in each of these jurisdictions. You will also notice that in countries like the U.S. where Google is headquartered, there is no penalty against them. So maybe we should also be alive to the fact that there could be politics around these kind of narratives. You might be trigger happy imposing penalty against Google because the Google headquarters are in the U.S. And therefore, I think when, when we suggest that, let's say, government of India ought to take action or the competition agency ought to take action, I think we should be mindful of the fact that anybody should be subject to law. And so long as I suppose a corporate entity or a natural person has violated the law, there is no way that one can make a claim that they are exempt from any particular legal action. But to get to the stage where we say a competition agency should take action, uh, we need to jump through several hoops, which is there has to be a claim, there has to be an evidence for that claim. That uh, claim needs to be proved before a competition agency or a court, and only then you can expect some kind of a, a either monetary or behavioral remedies, which are being which can be imposed fairly onto these companies. And therefore, I think you know we we need we need to be a bit cautious because we do say that you know anybody, not just companies, ought to be penalized. But why and how they should be penalized? speaks volumes about the legal culture as well as the commitment to the rule of law, to my mind.
0: In October, Rahul, the CCI said that Google must stop forcing developers to use this in-app payment system. Can you explain that a
1: bit? So the claim that was being made by the app developers Mm -hmm. is that once they are on the mobile ecosystem, right? I don't know which phone you have. I mean, it's easier to make sure that no. We are on the same page. Let's say you That's use funny. an Android phone. Okay, so <laughs> in Android phone, uh, you have Google Play Store. Right? Mm-hmm. Every new app that you download, you will have to go via Google Play Store. And now in TVs as well, you will see you want to watch some new sort of uh, OTT. You might have to sign into your Google uh, account and all, right? What is the Google billing system? I mean, the app developers, at least the claim that was there, the claim was that the moment they are present on the Android ecosystem on the mobile phone, the moment they acquire a new customer, right? they are being forced to use this Google billing payment system. And what is that Google billing payment system? And the CCI orders are not always very clear on this, but you know, one has to make one thing clear. Even in the old model, Google used to make a distinction between, are you a small and medium enterprise app developer or are you a large uh, company app developer? How was that distinction being made? Uh, the, the criteria was very simply to say if your revenue is less than one million with an M dollar per annum, which is just seven crore or eight crore rupees. Right. So if your revenue is less than eight crore rupees, then you are a small and medium enterprise. If your revenue is more than one eight crore, then you are not an SMB player. So for the SMBs, uh, the there was no such thirty percent payment which was being asked for. So for the SMBs, because the claim in the Google cases is that the app developers were being forced to pay up to thirty percent of the Mm. revenue as the fee. Mm. But one has to be clear about this that the fee was not applicable for the large companies which had revenue beyond eight crore, right? The fee was applicable only for the large companies which had revenue beyond eight crore. So in that sense, the even under the old policy, you can segregate and think from the perspective that the small and medium businesses were not being targeted, right? The target of the old system was by and large, uh, somebody who was already established, right? And that was, uh, so one of the claims that they are making in the Google case at CCI uh, is that, see, we are being forced to use this billing system. And what does that mean? It basically means from the app developer's perspective that they can't hide the acquisition of the new customers from Google. Now, uh, think about it this way, like, you know, when you download, let's say, Zomato, right, on your mm-hmm. Android phone, and when when you order food, it's very likely that Google knows that you have downloaded Zomato on your app. It might not know that, you know, you have ordered food, by the way, that only Zomato might know. But obviously, Google will come to know that, you know, there is a new customer who has downloaded Zomato app, right? So it only means that Zomato will not be able to shortchange Google and say, oh, you know, I didn't really acquire a new customer. I will not pay you anything extra. That's all it means, frankly, from the perspective of business.
0: Okay. So what you are saying is now they can't like double play and say that, hey, I don't have this customer. Now it's the system is basically more transparent that way.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, so when you travel or, you know, when you go out and eat, uh, why do you think you get, you see a notice at a restaurant which says, if you don't get a bill, your food is free.
0: Yeah.
1: To ensure that there is no cheating, right? Mm. Because you see the person who owns the restaurant has probably employed somebody at the till.
0: Right?
1: Mm. And the person who is, ha- who is at the till has the incentive to cheat, which is just, by the way, in law and economics, which, which is my area, this is called agency cost. You know, there is a divergence of incentives. So the person, the employee, has this incentive to cheat the employer. Right. Similarly, I suppose if we look at uh, Android mobile ecosystem as somebody as something which has been created by Google, and then there is an app developer like Zomato. Right. So there is a divergence of interest. Instead of saying, you know, let's say. Uh, it's not about. It may not be about cheating, but there is certainly a agency, some kind of agency cost between the two, meaning that the incentives are very different. Zomato might not want Google to know that there is an extra customer, right? But Google might want to have things more transparent because they would like to know how many people have really uh, downloaded my app. Because you see, the thing is, there is also a economies of scale problem, right? An app might work very well so long as there are a million people using that. But what if tomorrow there are 10 million people using the same app simultaneously? Don't you need a technological base to do this? I mean, we are doing this over Zoom. And even if you have a corporate subscription, maximum number of people probably that you can put on this call is maybe 200 or 300 people. But what if let's say tomorrow you want 1000 people on the call, I mean, then Zoom has to upgrade the technology. Those upgradations will certainly cost something and therefore one can see why there is a there is an incentive for google on one hand to make sure that these technologies uh, are transparent right? but one can also equally see what is it that the app developers are trying to claim i mean they don't probably want uh, the mobile ecosystem developer to know in such a transparent fashion how many people are downloading their apps uh, i suppose you know if that's what they are concerned about right?
0: okay but Will it be right to say, as the startups are called, referring to it as Lagan tax based on <laughs> the East India Company's atrocities? When we yeah. speak about the East India Company, like someone who has been reading history since childhood, all of us can think of it as the yeah. tortures that our forefathers faced, the amount of pain. So, yeah. will it be right to compare it with that thing?
1: And I mean, the name sounds very attractive, but you know, when, when I saw the okay. name, you, you thought of history textbooks, I thought of the movie, <laughs> but, but regardless, I suppose, and I'll tell you why I thought of the movie, because, see, what is lagan? let's, let's unpack that legally, right, when British came, lagan was imposed on land, right, mm-hmm. land, why, because land was legally at that point of time owned by the state, you're not thinking of, you're not looking at a private ownership of land, you're looking at the state ownership, right, Now you see land is a natural resource found in nature right all that government needed to do was to impose tax on it whichever that government was it could be british it could be pre-british it could be indian right but you see a mobile ecosystem android is not land actually because you see it doesn't occur naturally it's not like land it's not like ganga it's not like kaveri it doesn't occur in a natural state somebody has to create and you see, it's not just about the mobile ecosystem of Android, right? If you look at the competitor, iOS, Apple, again, it doesn't exist in nature naturally. Apple has to create it, right? Once you have created something, I think the analogy breaks down, right? It's not a Lagan tax, really. What is it? I mean, what is it that Google is trying to say? I mean, if you have to unpack this. Few years ago, you know, if I mean, if you are into reading books, Professor Amartya Sen wrote that book called "The Idea of Justice," right? Mm. And he popularized that. uh, No example of Anne, Bob, and Carla who are fighting over a flute, right? And he said, think of three children, A, B, and C, and Bob, Carla, and he said, think about them fighting over a flute, and Anne says, "Give me the flute because I have created it," right? And Bob says me the flute because I can play it better. And Kala says, uh, Well, you know, I'm poor, I don't have any toy and therefore you should give me the flute. So this was an uh, example popularized by Amat Sen. I say only because only popularized because originally this is Aristotle's example. by And you can see your a correct analogy here on Android mobile ecosystem is not Lagan tax, not land. The correct analogy is the flute. Because somebody has to create that flute. It doesn't occur naturally. A flute needs to be created out of bamboo, right? Even bamboo may occur naturally, or somebody might grow it, right? And the two contexts might be very different. Right? And therefore, to my mind, this calling it lagan might be attractive, and I think it may also appeal to some people. But I think we should also be cautious when you when we draw these analogies. We need to be more reflective about it. What is the more appropriate analogy? Are we engaging in, engaging in expropriation, for instance? Right? Are we taking away the flute from somebody who has created it? And, and the legal answer is, by the way, you, you may take away the flute sometimes, but you should be, you should also note that there will be consequences. The person who created the flute will lose incentive to create the next flute. That's the consequence. Now, so long as a society feels that you know, it's all right for them to expropriate, and so long as they do it legally, And they are aware of the consequences that the person who has created the flute might lose the incentive to create the uh, next one. Uh, I think to that extent, uh, whatever ADIF is making a claim, so long as maybe CCI or Delhi High Court again agrees with them, it it might be all right. But I think there are uh, lots of these consequences which may be disconcerting. It may also be troublesome for for maybe the other app developers. right? Because, you know, uh, see, I mean, ADIF might be an association of App developers who already exist. But think of a new app, right? Maybe, I mean, just as an example, what if, let's say, I am thinking of an app which will make sure that competition law is taught in a better manner, right? Now, where should I launch my app onto? If there is no uh, Android, let's say operating system, if there is no iOS, let's say it's Bharat OS, right? Then it would mean that, you know, that's the only uh, playground that I will be able to use to reach out to my customers, right? So we should not be short-sighted to only think about those app developers who are already present in the market. We should also think about maybe the new app developers who are waiting in the wings. We should encourage startups, like you know, the new ones. They are not going to breach the eight crore mark very quickly, and we should foster uh, an environment, I think, a milieu which is uh, pro-innovation, meaning thereby that we should we should try to encourage people to create a flute. To go back to instead of just saying that, you know, regardless of whoever creates the flute, we will somehow use the legal system to snatch the flute from that person or maybe partly snatch the flute from that person and give it to somebody else, right? And, and therefore, to my mind, to in some uh, more appropriate analogy is to maybe go back to authors like Amartya Sen, uh, perhaps to Aristotle, right? And And then see what is it that we are engaged in as a legal system and culture
0: understood all right rahul just for my clarity one question this service fee that you're they're talking about google is talking about it's not applicable to everyone is it or is it applicable only when you have reached a particular benchmark with regards to your turnover and
1: something the old system was not applicable to everybody the old system was not applicable to small and medium businesses okay the new system It's unclear to me, frankly, because from whatever I've seen in the public domain and but we have only seen the ADIS side, I'm not aware of the Google side. So I think before we make a statement about the new system, maybe we should just wait once the Delhi High Court uh, replies are filed, uh, it will be there in public domain, newspapers will report it and we should be able to categorically state uh, what has changed under the new system.
0: Understood. Alright round. Thank you so much for your time. Look, it was a pleasure talking
1: with you. Thank you very much.